Support for IPR comes from Orchestra Iowa, presenting the movie E.T., the extraterrestrial on the big screen, accompanied by the symphony orchestra performing the score live, May 3rd and 4th at 7.30 at the Paramount. Tickets at orchestraiowa.com. Today is Tuesday. It is the 17th of January. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. The public has another chance to comment on Governor Kim Reynolds' school voucher-style education savings account plan this evening. Hundreds of people have already submitted written comments, and a large crowd is expected today. When fully implemented, at least $341 million in state money would be distributed each year to Iowa parents with kids in private K-12 schools to cover tuition and other expenses. Reynolds and House Speaker Pat Grassley say it would promote competition and improve public schools. This is obviously a huge shift within the state, but I think we can do it in a way where we can support both. Democrats are opposed to the idea. House Democratic leader Jennifer Confirst says the plan will siphon resources away from public schools. And I think there are some Republicans who also have serious concerns about what this will do to communities with public schools. Will it make K-12 schools dry up in small towns? The governor's previous more limited plans for private school funding faltered in the House in each of the past two years. Grassley, the top Republican in the House, says he's optimistic there are enough GOP votes this year. Today's hearing starts at 5 p.m. at the Iowa Capitol. The leader of the Clay County Fair in Spencer is the next leader of the Iowa State Fair. Jeremy Parsons will take over in early March to replace Gary Slater, who announced in October that he was retiring after leading the State Fair since 2001. Parsons is familiar with the Iowa State Fair after working there as a seasonal employee early in his career. He was also a volunteer at his home county fair in Leon. Parsons was a teacher and coach before taking over as the executive director of the Missouri State Fair Foundation. He has been the CEO of the Clay County Fair in Spencer since 2011. Over 300,000 agricultural jobs were performed in the U.S. last year by migrant workers through the H-2A visa program. A proposal to reform the nation's migrant labor practices, including a pathway to legal status, failed to make it through Congress last month. James O'Neill with the American Business Immigration Coalition says consumers are on the hook because the Senate was unable to reach a consensus. And because it didn't become law, you know, we expect that Americans will continue to pay more. Their grocery bills will continue to skyrocket. The legislation would have capped increases for migrant workers' floor and ceiling wage rates, saving farmers more than $2 billion. It also would have extended some H-2A visas, allowing laborers to work longer seasons. Experts say the new GOP-led U.S. House is unlikely to pick up the legislation anytime soon. The Army Corps of Engineers is predicting no relief for dry conditions in the Missouri River Basin this year. As IPR's Kendall Crawford explains, it's forecast to be the fourth straight year that drought afflicts much of the region. Last year was the 30th lowest annual runoff for the Missouri River Basin in 125 years of record-keeping. Hydrologist Kevin Lowe with the National Weather Service says that's a result of around 63 percent of the basin being in drought. We didn't make up a lot in moisture last year, as we all uh, are painfully aware. And so as a result of the dry conditions, there's been limited flooding within the Missouri Basin uh, this fall and early winter. And although runoff levels are expected to improve slightly, this year is forecast to be pretty similar at 81 percent of average. The U.S. Army Corps says it will continue to take water conservation measures like minimal winter releases. And a tornado touched down near Williamsburg yesterday in eastern Iowa. 
It was the first time the state has seen a January tornado in more than 50 years. The Cedar Rapids Gazette reports the tornado was reported on the ground at just after 2 p.m. and traveled northeast, prompting warnings across a swath of eastern Iowa. The tornado warning area covered parts of Benton, Johnson, Jones, Lynn, and Iowa counties. This is here first from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Thanks for listening. This IPR podcast is supported by Cultivating Compassion, the Dr. Richard Deming Foundation, fostering causes that enrich the community, generate understanding, and cultivate compassion, including above and beyond cancer.